Welcome to Loaded Talk. I am your congressman, the third most popular candidate to ever be. I am Frank, and along with me, as always... What's up, planet Earth? I'm Bean. The Bean. Yep, just the same OG, but we've been low-key. I own a flower shop. Valentine's Day is horrible. It's good financially, but I don't know if I am sore still. Because Valentine's Day is not a one-day thing in a flower shop. We started preparing the Monday and the week prior, you know? And then you don't get weekends and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's a solid just 12 days in a row of just, like, very long days. And then the kid and the wife get the flu at some point during this process. And so I'm like, I don't have time for that. I'm not going to get the flu. And I don't think I did. But I think I got some sort of small virus or something. I can't tell. All I know is that my body aches. <laughs> and then last night, was yesterday, was going to be my first day to just do nothing. Well, the cat's got a fancy toilet. It's a cat genie. And uh, it works great most of the time. But every year and a half or so, uh, you have to take the whole thing apart and clean it. Because it can't drain. And that was last night, at uh, yesterday afternoon, I should say, into the night. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. You take it apart, and everything's, like, gunked up with cat mess from a long time. It's all that weird, like, you know, like a ring around a bathtub type thing. And so you take it all apart, you go, all right, I think I did this. I took all the hair off the impeller. You know, you do all the stuff, you go, we're good. Put it back together. Doesn't work. You go, ugh. Too much, take it apart again, clean more things. Anyway, I spent like three hours last night cleaning a cat toilet that supposedly has AI but can't clean itself. So I'm sore and I'm tired and my brain doesn't work well. On Friday, I could barely make conversation. It was pretty funny. I managed, but all that to say is this is going to be a show. It's going to be good. It's going to be fine, fine. Um... The other side effect is that during this previous two-week period is I'm less connected to the news um, because I don't have time to. Um, so some of this is kind of old. Some of it's kind of new. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about today, Charlie. Um, but there's a fella who does know what he's talking about here. I'm gonna... There we go. Ooh, I did that. Oh, wow. All right. So uh, what we've talked about in the past uh, is the pipe bomb for J6, right? And so during January 6th, um, in the morning, a pipe bomb was found at the DNC headquarters. And then later it was revealed that Kamala Harris was there. And the pipe bomb... Um, did you already switch to... Not yet. Go ahead and switch to it. And I can talk. Um, so that's where the pipe bomb was found. It's like not hidden. It's by these benches. Um, kind of, I think it was just like right in the mulch right there. Okay. And like, that's the front door kind of over there. Uh, this is two different camera shots split to be as equal as they can be, you know, but like that, that little gap there, that's, that's the front door, right? So it was out in the open by the front entrance. And so then it came out that the person that found the pipe bomb was an off-duty officer. And then in that old driveway there uh, were cops and, so, and Secret Service. And um, he went over to tell them about it, and they seemed non, not very concerned. They finished their sandwiches. Um, they took a long time. And then they go, all right, let's see about it. And then to defuse the bomb, before that happened, they cocked the security camera 90 degrees. So for whatever reason, during that time of defusing the bomb um, and whatever else is going on, they were not videoed, which is odd. It's convenient. And you would think that, like, in a, especially in a day of, like, body cam footage and all that kind of stuff, like, yeah, maybe you go and you pull the DVR unit afterwards or something. Uh, but, yeah, maybe you do want a, a video record of defusing this bomb. Yeah, I mean, just if it was... Normal day, pipe bomb at the DNC. Um, 
I guess one might say, well, you don't want to give up secrets on how we handle these bomb situations. Um, I'm guessing the way you handle them is people in big suits come in and they put like a dome over it, like in the movies, and they make it go boom, you know, or whatever. They send a robot in, too. Yeah, there's the robots. You got the robots. And, uh, and they're all in the movies. And sometimes the law enforcement shows it off when they get their new toys. Uh, but for whatever reason, they're like, nope. And so, all right. And so that was a big question. You're like, wait a second. Kamala Harris was there, escorted by the Secret Service into the building after the pipe bomb was there. And they didn't find it? Did they not screen the building? Like, how did they not find it? Well, so old Sassy with Massey, Thomas Massey, posted this. It's, uh, it's a video of the day. And you know what that is? Chuckles? That's a bomb sniffing canine. So on January 6th, a bomb sniffing canine was marching around the DNC headquarters. There we go. I don't know why we got still frame. I wish we could see the whole thing. Maybe this is just the angle that that camera had at that point. And now it has this other angle. Um, but like, look, look at how that bomb sniffing dog is walking all around. He's not far. Yeah, we can't see if he already sniffed that area. Yeah, let's see. How much time? Two more seconds. All right, whatever. But, you know, look, they're walking that way. So they get off camera. And look, see how he came? Look, this is it looping again. Yeah. But like, he came in as if he was from that side where the bomb was. Um, supposedly. Where the bomb was, supposedly. You can get me off. Of um, so now it is on January 6th. There was a pipe bomb planted that an off-duty cop found that he reported to the Secret Service, who didn't seem concerned, who had already walked the premises with a bomb-sniffing dog. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know. Like, and it, I, you know, there's a possibility there's one of the RNC, too. There's a possibility some butthole... Just took a couple, made a couple pipe bomb looking devices and put them in both places. Um, but why haven't they said that? Right. You know, why didn't say, hey, we, yeah, no prints on it. Uh, there's no explosives within it. It it looked like a device, but there's nothing to it. There's just nothing to it. It was a prank. You know, some jerk did it. You go, oh, okay. I mean, if that's the explanation. Then you go. I can see it. I mean, that many people coming in town for like a stop the steal and then people coming in for a, for the, you know, an F Trump. And so, you know, a lot of people are in there. You could see somebody being like, you want to cause problems, you know? Um, Cause you know, that would be hilarious and fun, you know, especially if you're in college. And so, so if that's the explanation, you go, all right, that's fine. But they haven't said that's the explanation. They've still, it's still, it's still the case that it was a real pipe bomb by the vice president. And also that no one cared, you know, because that's the thing If that the cop, the off duty cop that found it was like, Hey, I'm an off duty cop. That's a bomb. And no one cared. And then at no point did they go, well, you know, after the fact we knew, cause even then say it was a prank. Say it was a prank. There's a bomb near the entrance of the building with the vice president set that you just walk through with bomb sniffing dogs and find there's no, it's a prank. There's no bomb material. Dog didn't sniff it. Okay. Um, but when the cop, off duty cop says, hey, I'm an off duty cop. You're an on duty cop. You're on duty Secret Service. Uh, that's a bomb over there, I think. You know, that's normally something people get concerned about. So I don't know. I don't know where this goes i don't know if the idea was you have bomb sightings in two different locations in the city and they'll get reported in an early hour and so now um dc police are dragged in numbers in two directions and one place they're not going to be is the capital where you've already understaffed the capital police and you've denied support from the national guard and so if it was just a way to ensure that there was not a big police presence at the Capitol. You know, I don't know for sure, but I mean, that would do it. I mean, they definitely 
eventually responded with police, you know? Um, so it's just, I don't know, the whole thing gets weirder and weirder. I think, I think at the end of the day, what we're going to find, what we'll never find out. I think at the end of the day is there was a couple of slimy steps that high-ranking members of the staff of high-ranking Democrats, I think, put a couple things in motion in order to maximize the probability that Trump supporters would get violent and that they could use that as a political cudgel for a long, long time. I think that was a plan going in. I think, you know, I think most people knew it. Now that I've seen the footage of the, uh, the Capitol Police, you know, shooting uh, rubber bullets and smoke bombs into a, a crowd that had not yet gone past the barricade, you know, at that point, it's just, I don't know if that is just incompetence because you're a bunch of mall security guards with GEDs or if it's like, or if there was a command made from the chick who was in charge who now gets paid more money at Berkeley University. So, you know, it's either betting on incompetence or, you know, trying to push it. But I think, um, I think all the clear, the pearl clutching and hand wringing by the Democrats has been totally disingenuous. And I think that definitely a degree of this was by design. I think they definitely wanted Trump people to do what they did. And I think they, um, I think they did make moves to make that happen, including, uh, feds in the crowd, like Ray Epps, who, you know, not, I forget what he got convicted of. They're like, oh, he got convicted finally of something. It's like of nothing. He got convicted of basically nothing. And it was like after the fact, like when, finally when like major people, you know, the, the Joe Rogans of the world who were talking to 100 million people per episode, when, when he's talking about like, oh, that Ray Epps guy, definitely a fed, you know? And it's like, oh, you've crossed over from conservative stuff, from uh, conspiracy stuff to like, fairly mainstream you know the most popular voice in america like bar none um like saying like oh that guy is definitely a fed they go well we arrest him and he's he's guilty of a misdemeanor now yeah okay cool cool yeah you you absolved that concern yeah it almost seems like a good reason to not explain it off as a prank is to hold it as a card in your back pocket should the other cards you've put in place not work out. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. It just makes it harder to believe. Um, the fact that they've never tried to explain it as a prank makes it harder to believe that it wasn't part of their thing. You know, it's possible that it was just, you know, well, no, it's not good. You can say, well, sometimes things pop up that are not by design, but then, the powerful take advantage of it to gain more power. Okay. Like COVID. I mean, they were definitely doing gain of function research. I think it getting out of the, the lab, uh, was, uh, incompetence, uh, more than it was a planned attack. Um, I think it's just far more likely, I think, cause you know, the reports of these labs are that they would kind of cut corners on safety and it kind of makes sense when you're in, you know, China worth, or, workers or borderline slaves and all that kind of stuff that maybe they don't have the same standards and all that. So, you know, that I think was an accident that, you know, certain people knew the research was going on, but that was an accident. Uh, but they were ready to take advantage of it. I mean, the, the world economic forum, uh, you know, they had talked about how to react in the face of a global pandemic before this. And, you know, which does make it suspicious. Um, and so whether, that was leaked by them. I think it wasn't, but I think they they had the playbook already. You know, it was like nine eleven. I don't think our government knew it was coming. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm naive. I don't think they knew it was coming. Uh, but the Patriot Act was sitting there written already, and so they were just like, "We've been waiting for an opportunity." And so I think that's easier to explain than like a vast conspiracy among people that actually keep things quiet. You know. But with this, you know, you go, all right, so maybe it was a prank and they just took advantage of it. But they didn't take advantage of it, you know, because that's the thing. They could have, 
you know, they went after the first black female vice president. They tried to assassinate her before her first day in office. I mean, that's great. The papers would write about it. The the talking shows. I mean, it would be weeks of coverage. Weeks of coverage. And Kamala Harris's like uh, approval ratings, which are like twelve. Um, like people like her less than Biden and Trump, which is amazing. Uh, but that would have done wonders for her numbers. And she could have instead of coming out and being like, I like trains. <laughs> instead of like that being her position, she could be like perpetual survivor Harris, you know? She's like, it's not just like, oh, I used to lock up people for marijuana. <laughs> Buses. Um, instead, she was like, I'm a strong woman. I've overcome. I've overcome for this country. My love, this country, I serve. Based on that love, they tried to take my life before my first day. And, like, you know, that would sell, you know? But I nearly died. <laughs> I nearly died before I even had a chance to serve the American people. But I'm here for you today. You know, it sells. But I don't know. But they never, they didn't, didn't make hay. So then you go, that's actually weirder. Right. And it's harder to believe that it's just a prank because they didn't take advantage of it. It seems more like... A play that, yeah, like you said, it was just something to keep in your back pocket in case you need to use it. And at some point you go, maybe we need to sit on it. It might be a little too heavy-handed if we let this thing out. So you just shut up about it. So that's just a little update since we covered it previously. Um, Another thing that has occurred... Oh, Curd. Um, this was before Valentine's Day, so it's a bit of old news. But people looked into people that they were trying to decide whether to move forward with prosecution against Biden um, for the classified documents thing. So, you know, Trump, of course, classified documents, he's evil. They go, well, Biden had all these classified documents. Is he evil too? You know, and so let's figure out whether we need to prosecute him. Um, I think I end up closing it out. But basically, the the thing that people have been making hay about is that the reason they decided not to pursue prosecution of Joe Biden is that they said, you know, you need something where you could show motivation, a motive to keep classified documents, a motive to maybe sell them or something. But you need motive, like you you sought to keep them against people's wishes. And he said that based on or the prosecution her, now it's a uh, Robert her who is whatever. Something. Something involved in this. He's a deciding factor if it's his report. Um but he said basically that during the interview of Joe Biden that he had such a hard time remembering dates, he couldn't remember when his son died. He couldn't remember when he was vice president. He couldn't remember lots of things. And he said that, you know, in front of a jury, you would expect that they'd probably just uh, try to paint him uh, as a well-meaning old man with a very bad memory. Um, now, granted, he said that he thinks that, or the defense would, you know, his defense would be that. The lawyers would try to paint him as such. Um but people have been making hay about that because it's just like, hold on a second. So you don't get prosecuted for this federal crime because you're a well-meaning old man with a horrible memory? It's like, well, you're also president and commander-in-chief with the nuke codes. Like, should you be that now? And let alone running for re-election, should you still be president if your memory is so bad that you can't be held accountable for a crime. You know? Um, and, you know, Republicans obviously have been making making hay with it. They um, And the Biden administration has to push back because uh, <laughs> it doesn't look good for him. It doesn't look good when, like, half the country thinks he's too old, half the country thinks he's uh, demented. He just... Um, he called the president of Egypt the president of Mexico recently. 
This happened. He was talking about, uh, what's his name, ZZ or whatever. He was like, I was talking about President ZZ, President of Mexico. And, uh, and then he starts talking about, you know, Palestinians and stuff. You go, oh, you're talking about Egypt, the president of Egypt. And then when he was talking about uh, meeting with the president of France, Macron, he said, um, oh, I forget the name, another M word, but it's a president, a former a guy that was president like 20, 30 years ago, who's been dead for like 10, 20 years, like dude's dead. And uh, he did that with one other leader where he said the name of a dead guy. But it's just like, so, you know, in the, in the past week, he's forgotten the names of people he's had meetings with and cited the name of their predecessor from decades prior or assigned them a whole different nation. Because Egypt and Mexico are kind of the same thing with kind of the same issues going on, I think. <laughs> oh, then the, uh, the King of Jordan... Ooh, uh, it's kind of awesome. Um, he was in town recently, and Biden was like, "Okay, it's you know time for the king to speak." So he walks back, and he's like, "Who? Who?" He kind of walks up, touches the king on the shoulder, and stands on the other side of him, like you're standing over here or over here. They want to go over there, and so it was one of those things where like you just wandering around, being confused on stage. Uh, so anyway, they need to push back, and so. <clears throat> So he lashed out at Robert Herr after a particular line in the special counsel's report on his handling of classified documents that Biden did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died, which makes sense because he keeps lying about how Bo died. He keeps telling people, oh, he died overseas. It's like he, he, he did not die. Like, no, you didn't die in battle. He, he had like cancer or something. Like it sucks that he died. It's still sad, but you can't just like keep inventing ways your son died. Like, that didn't happen, especially when you're trying to comfort parents. Of It's like, hey, your son died in battle? Mine too. It's like, that didn't happen, dog. It's like, I don't know. Just don't make it about you. Like, stop trying to make it about you. Uh, so Biden says, how the hell did he raise that? And I say, frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself it wasn't any of their damn business. That's my Biden. Um, Pretty good. Thank you. But uh, Her never asked that question, according to two people familiar with Her's five-hour interview. With I hope this video comes out. Wow. Yeah. Remember, remember the Monica Lewinsky thing? Yeah. And eventually the video came out, and Bill Clinton's like, well, maybe it was audio. Well, that depends on what the definition of is is. And people are like, what the hell? That's lying ball. He was lying. Look at that. And so, but imagine, like, doddering old... Joe Biden for five hours being asked questions like I don't I don't hmm. um so did it did it did do Biden himself according to these people raised his son's death after being asked about his workflow at a Virginia rental home from 2016 to 2018 uh, when a ghostwriter was helping him write a memoir about losing Bo to brain cancer in 2015 there it is brain cancer not battle and Fallujah. Uh, investigators had a 2017 recording showing that Biden had told the ghostwriter they'd found classified stuff, quote-unquote, in the home. Biden began trying to recall the period by discussing what else was happening in his life, and it was at that point in the interview that he appeared confused about when Bo died. Sources said Biden got the date May 30th correct, but not the year. Yeah, day before my birthday. Um, the report... Absolve Biden of wrongdoing, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so like, yeah, here's our, and everybody's, of course, coming to Biden's defense. That's uh, Eric Holder, who used to be the attorney general under Obama, I believe. He's the one. You know how Obama says the biggest scandal during his time was when he wore a tan suit? Have you ever heard him say that? No. Oh, God. They said really? The press said it for a while, and then Obama picked it up himself. He wore a tan suit one time. People made fun of him. Um, Why? I mean, I don't know. I don't really know. Presidents normally wear black and blue suits, and it was a tan. I don't really know why. It's God, I love this country. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't remember it looking weird. I mean, I guess you get used to presidents only wearing like two colors. Okay, yeah, I guess. But like, I don't know. I was I was about to throw a little shade, but I got my grandfather's old tan suit in my closet, and I was like, I don't know, it's fine. But anyway. 
But it's like, oh, that was the only controversy. It's like, well, Eric Holder helped run machine guns to the Mexican drug cartel from America. So that was kind of a big deal. Fast and Furious. Operation Fast and Furious, it was called. Where they were like, hey, what if we take all these machine guns, bring them to Mexico, sell them to the cartel, and then when they're used for crimes in America, we can have anti-gun legislation that pops up, and we can track them that way. And so they sold all these, uh, all these guns, and uh, ends up they were used for lots of violence. Ends up when you give drug cartels machine guns, they use them on people. No way. I'm telling you, we have results. <laughs> so that was Eric Holder. Uh, anyway, he was rallying behind Biden. Uh, when the hell are you, are you asking that question? Uh, it, uh, suggesting that her was a rube, perhaps, who had shaded what he put in the report. What does he have to do with the retention of class? Or what, what does that have to do with the retention of classified documents? Jill Biden said, our son's death. Oh, or. Firstly, Jill Biden questioned in a fundraising letter whether her was using our son's death to score political points. I think her was uh, uh, appointed by Trump, and so therefore they're painting him as a as a Trumper. Um, but but, it's, but it said Biden brought it up to try and distract from the classified document, saying that that was on his mind, and that's why he must have. Well, Biden Biden's coming out being like because all these things. When you have the headlines come out where it's like, yeah, uh, where it's like, you know, Biden's not being convicted or not being prosecuted because uh, he's <clears throat> elderly and his memory's so bad that, like, he's a kindly old man with a bad memory. And they go, that doesn't play well. I was like, he didn't even remember his son's death. It's like, that doesn't play well either. So, you know, he's coming out on the offense of being like, I'm strong and all that. Like, this is, he shouldn't have brought up to begin with. And, like, of course, his memory is not good. <laughs> so, like two people are involved, which probably means like the stenographer and so on. Because, you know, have you ever done a deposition? Uh-uh. I mean, this is an interview. It's not a dep- deposition. But there's, you know, <clears throat> you got your lawyer. You got their lawyer. You got a stenographer. Um, and then maybe somebody else plus you. Um And so, like, I mean, there could be other. There could be, like, you know, you're doing... Sound. You're you're obviously recording for sound, maybe video too. So odds are you have someone maybe working the camera, other because like in like low pain, you know, like things that we would afford, they might just like hit record on something or put a camera up, hit play, and you know that'll be fine. But you know, you're interviewing the president on a federal level, like maybe you have an audio engineer or a camera, or at least an intern running the camera, you know. There's multiple means of recording going on. I would imagine. And I would imagine that they have different people in the room to do that. And so I have a feeling that these were the cats that were talking like, ah, uh, that didn't happen. You know, I know it didn't happen. I wrote it down, you know. Um, but this whole thing is just like flex, just flex, flex strong. And, and it's just not working for them. And uh, I mean, half the country, half I think it was 46% of registered Democrats think that Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. Like like almost half of registered Democrats don't think, or maybe it's 46, don't think he'll be. Either way, around 50-50 um, that Biden will be the guy running against Trump. Like most people, half of the registered Democrats don't think he'll be the guy. And, you know, there's a lot of people that don't think he's going to be the guy. Um Let's see. Let me see where I want to go next. Um, well, I guess on the presidential investigations, we'll hop over here next. This is uh, from Just the News. This has to do with... <clears throat> Sorry, my throat's real dry. Um, another trusted FBI informant discredited, renewing concerns over Bureau's vetting. So this is a, uh, a different investigation into Biden. This is about all the Burisma stuff. And so uh, they had this kind of unnamed informant for a little bit uh, named Smirnov, I think. Yeah, Smirnov. Um, Vodka? Yeah, sounds like a wild time. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, he was like, hey, you know, there was uh, $5 million bribes. 
that I'm witness to. Uh, the Bidens got $5 million bribes or gave. Uh, let's see what it said. Okay, FBI Director Christopher Ray had vouched for the source, Alexander Smirnov, telling lawmakers his name shouldn't be disclosed because he had an invaluable, or he had been invaluable to law enforcement and was so trusted and credible, the U.S. government had paid him hundreds of thousands of dollars for his information. Now, no matter how special counsel David Weiss's indictments end up, and Smirnoff is presumed innocent until proven guilty, there's a harsh reality facing Congress and the Justice Department that is blinking red for attention. And the two most politically sensitive FBI criminal cases since Watergate, serious flaws, whatever. Three separate DOJ investigations have now found evidence that has discredited handling of FBI informants Christopher Steele and Igor Dachinko. Oh, that's the other thing. Hold on. So uh, Christopher Steele and Danchenko was the Russian collusion uh, informants who ended up being spies and just trying to feed campaign information. And Smirnov in the Biden inquiry. Uh, Ray has tried to assure his overseers, most recently special counsel John Durham, uh, that he's made reforms that solve the problems. But Smirnov's indictment, as laid out by Wise, strongly suggests otherwise. For the first time, Smirnov, a resident of L.A., was publicly identified in Weiss's indictment as the informant that provided allegations. Um, let's see where the meat is on this. <clears throat> so basically, despite repeated admonishments that he must provide a truthful information to the FBI, that he must not fabricate evidence, <clears throat> the defendant provided false derogatory information to the FBI about the Bidens after Joe Biden became candidate. In short... <clears throat> the defendant transformed his routine and unextraordinary business contacts with Burisma in 2017 and later into bribery allegations against public official one, that's Biden, the presumptive nominee of one of the two major political parties for president after expressing bias. So basically, this guy was saying, like, I witnessed bribery, you know, $5 million uh, for the guy to go away, the prosecutor to go away. And uh, when they started looking into it, the dates didn't line up. And they're just like, well, you said that this is when he was vice president, but that didn't line up because now that date is this date when he's, well, Trump's president, when he's just private citizen. <coughs> Excuse me. Which obviously there's, you know, a private citizen getting money or paying money is different than a vice president or a president getting money or paying money. And so, basically, what we found out is whether it's the Russian collusion <clears throat> or the Biden investigation, the FBI has had <coughs> damn has had suspicious informants that really should not have been informants um, that don't test that don't stand up to basic tests of, of being reputable, and they've dragged these faulty informants into like multi-million dollar investigations and like um you know the republicans that were looking into biden i'd say the democrats looking into trump but i mean since it was like hillary's campaign material i kind of feel like they kind of already knew the score on that one but this one they're just like uh christopher ray told us that this was like this guy was legit we couldn't even say his name because we'd paid him, you know, hundred over a hundred thousand dollars in information. Like that's a good source. The FBI says he's a good source, and then they have all these like investigations. Ends up, FBI's like, well, we're not good at vetting sources. They're great. Why should the FBI be good at vetting sources? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like they have important work to do. They really should just be gone. Like, the FBI is just the worst. Um, Which actually brings me to my next topic. And this is from the Washington Examiner. It's uh, Jeffrey Epstein's victims accuse the FBI of cover-up in a new lawsuit. So this... Now, this article is actually dated Valentine's Day. I did not read it on that day. Um... Twelve victims of Jeffrey Epstein are suing the FBI for covering up its failed investigation into the allegations of sex trafficking for over two decades against Epstein, according to a lawsuit filed Wednesday. 
The victims, filed under Jane Doe's, said the FBI did not interview victims or collaborate with other law enforcement agencies despite receiving tips about the financiers' activities as early as 96. Epstein first faced criminal charges in 2006 when a grand jury charged him with one count of soliciting prostitution. It was a minor. However, Epstein pleaded guilty to state charges two years later and was not prosecuted federally. As a direct and proximate cause of the FBI's negligence, plaintiffs would not have been continued to be sex trafficked, abused, raped, tortured, and threatened. The lawsuit filed in the uh, U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York reads, um, so they say that the FBI ignored credible tips until 2019 when the federal prosecutors charged Epstein with uh, sex crimes involving minors. A month later, Epstein was dead. Uh, so basically from 96 to 2019, <clears throat> these people were just like, hey, this dude is trafficking minors to this island and they're getting raped. He's setting up sex things. Um, and FBI was like, <clears throat> we're working on it. We're working on it. 23 years. <laughs> it takes time, Charlie. It's not like you can just fly to his island and see him see it covered in minor girls that he's banging. It's not like you can just go any time, basically. When the plane goes to... When the Lolita Express flies to Pedophile Island, it's not like you can just go there and see stuff happening. It's ridiculous. Maria Farmer and Sarah Ransom, two victims of Epstein, said they would sue the FBI for failing to investigate Epstein back in the 90s. <clears throat> they filed a notice of claim last year, which was required before suing the FBI in federal court. Uh, federal officials. Okay, so they're saying that federal officials and New York cops ignored her complaint against Epstein and his accomplice, Maxwell, in 96. The number of allegedly, allegedly abused girls and women by Epstein varies, but many believe it's more than 100. In June, J.P. Morgan Chase agreed to settle another lawsuit, <clears throat> agreeing to pay $290 million. That was for them saying, like, uh, after he was charged as a pedo, you kept having him, <coughs> kept allowing him to invest through you. And he made a lot of money. And so you helped facilitate this, you know. Uh, I throw it shockingly dry. Um, so just another <clears throat> FBI success. Um, you know, between not being able to figure out who's a credible witness and not being able to stop a massive pedophile, you know, the FBI is doing big things. So that's our federal law enforcement. And you say, well, you know, the FBI is a big bureaucratic mess. Um, DOJ, federal bureaucracy. They don't affect us as much day-to-day -day as our local police. So, you know, we should focus local. That's a big thing, focus local. Um, well, in Florida, we did have this incident of uh, a young lady getting her, her car stolen. And uh, so police came to, I guess, arrest the fella who stole the car. Um, and we got a couple angles on this because, you know, things popped off. Um Oh, actually, we might want to listen a little audio in here. It isn't uh, crazy important, but I think worthwhile. Let's <clears throat> give her a go. How far is that? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd walking. say about two, three miles. So walking is a little minute, but complex. driving is not too far. Mm -hmm. So she was just filling out a report about her car missing. And everything okay. Do you know your tag number off the top of your head? Okay, no. it's okay. Shout in the background. Shots fired. Shots fired. What? What? Oh. Where? Right there? Oh. 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 Come on. Jesse! Jesse, no, are you okay? Oh, the fell. Jesse fell. Get in the house! Jesse! Get in the house! Jesse! Jesse. Get back! Get back! Where Jesse's is he? Jesse's crawling on the carpet. You're on the ground like a baby. Oh. I mean, because protection, you know? He doesn't want to get shot. 43, give me traffic. Shots fired. Shots, Shots fired. fired. Shots I'm fired. down. Deputy down. The deputy is down. And so, uh, let's see, we've also got some footage from, uh, I guess, Jesse's. Rafa McLaren, Rafa McLaren, shots fired. I got a deputy. Deputy down, shots fired. So stress is high. Let's see Jesse's cam here. She's like, where is he? And he's like, he's in the car. <laughs> and, uh, 
Okay. Jesse Hernandez. Okay. So Jesse's walking back to the car where currently the perpetrator is handcuffed in the back seat because he's a perpetrator. So they've already patted him down. They've already put him on the seat. Jesse, your life! Shots fired! <laughs> the somersaults, those are my favorite Shots parts. fired! But then. You know. They're just shooting his own car. Haphazardly empties the clip. Ah! Ah! Sideways on the ground, just laying. There's more shots. <laughs> what are you die. shooting at? I in the car! He turned into Arnold Schwarzenegger. You got you. Stay with me if you want to live. Look at him laying down like this. Where to Look protect this. your weapon, dude? Dude, he's like wallowing on the ground. He's just like, whew. Gun 119. Those are big numbers. I guess they do track the guns. I mean, you don't have another clip already in that gun? Come on. I, I'm, I mean, I'm good. I feel just, weird, but I'm good. Ground right there. Oh, there. He just loaded it. Shoot more of the car. Look at this guy. Come on! Come with me if you want to live! I'm good, I'm good! Yeah, no joke, because you know you weren't. You weren't shot. So, let's see. I'm saying, do they check on the guy on body cam footage? No, <laughs> here's more cops showing up. Because, of course, now this is. Back, a, so, back, look at all back. these cops over here. Okay, I guess that's all. So, that was. Uh, that was some Florida deputies. Let's see. Okaloosa County. Where the hell's Okaloosa? Is that over? That's near. Uh, is that near the swamp and everything? Near the uh, Okeechobee? I mean, I'm going to look it up real quick. I'll say Okaloosa. Anyway, so uh, as you may have heard already, the shots fired in question were. Uh, actually, oh no, it's in the Panhandle. It's up by Dustin. Oh, Dustin's part of Okaloosa County. Okay, so basically goes from the what was the Alabama Florida line down to the the water and kind of a square around Dustin. <clears throat> but anyway, it was an acorn. The shot fired was an acorn. An acorn fell in his car. Um, anybody that has lived around oak trees may be familiar with acorns. They're um, little seeds, little oak mm-hmm. tree seeds. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Florida, you learn that uh, that monkeys like to eat acorns. So you remember our junky monkey that was on the loose? Oh, yes, and yes. Cornelius? Yes. So he'd show up long enough to get shot with trank darts and then go disappear and go get stoned, you know? <laughs> but... Uh, Cornelius ended up in my uncle's house, and uh, my uncle had put all these wildlife cameras out, you know. <clears throat> so he had pulled he had pulled one down. And he was checking the footage to see if he got anything, and all of a sudden he heard this commotion. He looked up, and out of his like kitchen sliding glass door, you know, he had this little kind of like I don't know fencing type. It was like a mid century kind of anyway. But he looks, and there's this massive monkey <clears throat> sitting up on the little thingy the divider like peeling an acorn and eating it just peeling they peel all the things off eat the acorn and then he like <clears throat> took off he like jumped like a movie you know and the tree he landed on just went and then he jumped to the next one but i mean big ball of muscle this thing could definitely eat a human um but yeah so acorns food for monkeys food for squirrels they fall from trees sometimes uh, did you know that the the network of fungus under the soil helps trees communicate with one another about where to drop their acorns? Huh. Yeah. So, like, mushrooms that pop up. Um, I forget all the terms, but the mycelium, maybe, yeah. is the under-the-ground stuff. Yeah. And so there's a whole network. Like, you're in, in apparently, like, if you're in the woods, you're basically walking on a whole just network of of mushrooms and they just don't always fruit at the top uh but they can communicate things like uh soil rot <clears throat> or things like that and so maybe a tree sensing the soil rot because somehow it communicates uh will drop more acorns over here than over here because huh. uh, it goes all right well more chance more likelihood of them growing over this direction 
But anyway, they drop from the trees is what they do. When monkeys don't eat them. And uh, when they land on a car, it makes this sound of, well, I could describe it as the sound of an acorn hitting a car. <laughs> I would describe it that way, for it is such a common sound that most people hearing this term, acorn hitting a car, go, oh yeah, I know that sound. <laughs> it sounds like, um, like an acorn hitting a car. So this fella, um, I guess he stole a car. So, you know, poo-poo on him. That girl wanted to get it back. She was unhappy about missing her car. Makes sense. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. She said, she early in it, because they talked to her for a while, she said, you know, she doesn't even care that much about uh, pressing charges. She just wants her car back. You know? That's nice. Yeah, I mean, she's pressing charges. Like, she you know, fine, but, like, really, she just wants her car back. She just needs her car, you know? And, uh, but yeah, so he took that and, uh, and then he peacefully was arrested and put in the back of the car and then shot up like Swiss cheese, uh, because an oak tree in February dropped an acorn that, that broke the sound barrier. No, 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 no. It just, uh, landed Hmm. on a car. Hmm. Just, Hmm. you know. But uh, startling. <laughs> it is startling. <laughs> That's true. You know, I never thought about it that way. It can be startling. So startling that you have to unload multiple magazines of bullets into your own vehicle <laughs> for the man that you just patted down, handcuffed, and put into your cruiser. Do the I mean are the windows in a police cruiser bulletproof? I would think they would be. I mean, to some extent, most likely. I mean, at least you see videos of cops shooting through the front windshield while they're driving, and they have to shoot uh, a few times to like well, yeah, break it out. I guess that's true. Oh yeah, because they got the shatter. It doesn't shatter. They got yeah, the, the film on it. Either way, and you would think while you're somersaulting. I guess after your somersaulting, let's be fair. You do a couple, whoop, you know, tuck the arm between the legs, do a nice shoulder, shoulder roll. Uh, you do that a few times. You glance up and you go, doesn't seem to be any bolts coming out of that car. Doesn't seem to be any holes in that car. I got a solution for this. <laughs> you just put a bunch of bullets in there. A lot of holes, too. And then talk, uh, and that other person's filling it up with bullets, too, because, like, he's shooting from the inside. From behind his back, while handcuffed. When you trust that the other officer has good aim, because she's literally firing in that guy's general direction, too. Yeah, this dude's shooting him in the back, she's shooting him in the front. That guy's just in there, just bleeding out and dying, because an acorn hit the car. Like, yes, he did a crime, sure. He stole a car, he should do... I don't know, three years, however many years in jail for stealing a car or whatever. <clears throat> Tell them where the car is. Let them get the car back. And yeah, you know, you do a little time. Whatever. Do better next time. Uh, but to be essentially tied up to a vehicle and shot. I mean, holy cow. And you have no idea that it's like, what happened? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, for that guy, he's just like sitting there going, like, I'm trying to think like, do I know anybody that's going to post my bail? Like, do I have a lawyer? Who do I got to get the public defender? How's this gonna go? Shit, I gotta pay rent. Like, am I gonna be evicted? How? Yeah, you know, he's he's probably going through all these different thoughts, and then all of a sudden, just everybody shooting at him. Does everybody shoot him? Because an acorn hit the car. That's. I try not to be too anti-cop, because um, I do think. It's good to have police. They're there to help solve crimes after they've occurred. They're not there to prevent crimes. Everybody remember that. They're called first responders because they respond after the crime has occurred. After you've been raped. After you've been robbed. After you've been whatever. Like, <clears throat> murdered. They come after that to help figure out who did it. Um, and I think that should be valuable. If they were smarter. Um, 
But it seems like so many of them are so grossly incompetent, so grossly cowardly, overweight. Uh, like, we're, you know, Memphis, you, I don't think you need a GED anymore. You can be a high school dropout and be a cop. Which is just like, you know, I think if you go, if you decide to get into a trade instead of going to college, good on you, you know. Plumbers make six figures all the time, you know. And they live very comfortable lives. And, uh, you know, they don't, maybe they love plumbing. Maybe they don't. But it pays the bills and it pays them pretty damn well, you know. It seems like cops, though, I don't, it seems like the people that get into it don't want to be bullied anymore. It seems to be those type of people. I just don't want to be bullied anymore. And they're not the brightest by far. They're not the bravest by far they're not the smartest i mean they're it seems they're quick to use their weapons slow to use their brains and i say this in part from personal experience like the let when i don't have to talk to police for a long time i find myself becoming more pro-police because i think about i don't know you just hear all the all the people making nonsense out of like cop interactions when it is and they're like, Oh, it's cause this person was black. And it's like, well, no, it's cause that person shot that person or whatever. Like it's, you're trying to make a racial thing out of nothing, you know? And so you hear all these people trying to make, make a mountain out of a molehill and you start going, ah, this is stupid. Like all these people are just attacking these cops willy nilly for dumb stuff. And then you have to deal with them. And you go, ah, no one's attacking the cops for the dumb stuff that they're actually, like, the fact that they're just, they're, the more I deal with them, the less confidence I have in them. Um, for real. Like, I'm trying to think of a positive interaction I've had where I didn't just, like, just die inside, where it's just like, why are you so bad at your job? Um, <clears throat> there's a paperwork confusion when I bought an AR one time where... Um, the state was saying I wasn't allowed to buy one, but then when they click into my, when I talked to them on the phone, they click into my file and they go, Oh no, you're good. I'm like, I know. How do we make this work? Like, like, you, you know, I have six different agents go, Oh no, you are good. I was like, yeah, thanks man. So how do we do this? So I had one cop or well, actually two cops visit me and they were from the intelligence arm of the sheriff's department, which apparently we have that. And one looked like retired special forces guy, and the other guy looked like undercover guy. He looked like he was going to go out and, I don't know, buy or sell crack or something to bust people. <clears throat> you know, just this hood rat looking little white dude with a hoodie on, big baggy flannel type thing. And so, special forces dude was very calm. He's like, hey, did you try to buy AR? I was like, yeah, sure did. He's like, why? I'm Christmas present to myself, you know? And he's like, well, you know, you're not allowed to. I said, actually, I am allowed to, you know? And so, um, you know, I was like, I'll, I'll give me one second. Let me show you some stuff. And so, uh, old hood rat, though, at some point he tells me I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth at once, which is another way of saying lying. And so I was like, you know, I, I called him out. I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, do you just call me a liar? And so as I'm showing special forces, dude, um, just different things. The truth. <laughs> the truth. And so I looked at him. I was like, hey. This is the Pinellas County court system that I'm looking at, and you're the Pinellas County sheriffs. You're a detective for Pinellas County. These are your files, detective. I was like, these are your files. Why don't you start by looking in your own files and then come at me? I was like, and so by the time they left, um, undercover dude was just oh, this guy just like all pissed off, stomping around. Special so Forces guy was like, you should call the sheriff's department, and they can get it all squared away for you. I was like, really? Sure enough, one phone call. 20 minutes later, everything was resolved. So that cop, I was like, all right, you gave me good information. You said, apparently, I was calling the state of Florida. I should have been calling a county sheriff. Great info. Thank you very much for your help. That other guy, though, he was calling me. He was insinuating all sorts of things. And he thought he was being clever about it. And so as when I would call him out, Suddenly, he would be talking out of both sides of his mouth at one time. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. It's like, you sure as shit did. Old Flower Owl, after they left, goes, I've never seen someone talk to cops that way. It's just like, I'm not going to stand in my own business and let this dirtbag idiot call me a liar. You know, Especially when 
the county that you work for has the files that agree with everything I say. So anyway, just more ineptitude. You know what I was thinking the other day is, you know how British cops, they don't get guns. They just have the nightsticks and they definitely wail on people with those things. Um, I saw a video of them catching watch thieves. And so they had a guy pretend he was drunk, you know, and wait for the guys to surround him. And then they pounced. But when they pounced, they came in swinging the clubs. It was not, uh, they did not try to grab them for, well, some went for grabbing them. Some went straight to whomping. It was just like, bop, Um, wait, people go, ow, oh, cops without guns, the criminals will run loose. But I think you could have, like, the normal cops. Um, you know, they got the taser. And maybe they got a tear gas gun, you know? They've got these cool... I sent you a link of those guns, mm-hmm. like burns or something like that, but they shoot like tear gun, tear gas, rubber bullet type those things. Those are cool. They look really cool. And so I was like, all right, you get non-lethal things. So tasers are often lethal because people hit their head on the ground. Um, but it's like, all right, you got that. You know, you got tear gas and you got uh, you got the, the taser. Um, but you don't get bullets because... Too many of you are cowardly idiots that are not... Unless we're going to give you training, which we really don't do for police and sheriff's department. If we're going to give you, like, legitimate training for, like, engaging with hostiles. Uh, if we're not going to do that, fine. Take away their guns. <clears throat> and you still have a SWAT department. And now, SWAT, you better train them. Better train them in some of these engagement stuff. And so, cops engage... Um, you know, some dude takes off and whatever, holes up somewhere. All right, call him SWAT. Now you bring the guns in. He's got a gun. Bring in the guns. But, like, and I know people go, well, you know, routine traffic stops off and end and cops die. And like, they can die. Okay. okay. That's true. But only in America. And do you think maybe, maybe it's the way that our cops are predatory in their tra- traffic stops in other nations? Cop cars are bright and colorful because they're there to help the people. And so people might need to spot them. So they're bright and colorful to make it easy for you to spot them. In America, they're Dodge Chargers that are black. They're Dodge Durangos that are black. They're F-150s you know, that are blue. They're, I mean, like it's these just personal vehicles decked out with some lights and stuff. And they're there to prey upon us uh, for... For tax dollars, you know, get your speeding fine. Um, I don't know. You know, it's not perfect. I know cops won't like the idea of not being armed, but I don't think people like the idea of being shot and murdered by police because they're such sissies. They don't know how to use their gun. They don't know Nate Orn, you know, because that's the thing. This guy this Jesse Hernandez or whatever. Like, I mean, just an unbelievable coward, like. Like the that school shooting officer that hid forever. That level. I mean, you heard an acorn and you got scared. Like you patted him down already. You cuffed him already. You put him in the back of the cruiser. And like those cruisers have a little carve out to make it comfortable for your arms, you know, in there. And so like, I mean, he's he's trapped his hands are trapped like did he did he keister a gun in his butthole <laughs> like i mean like seriously where did it come from you patted him down already like did you or did you not like what are you talking about shots fired from inside your own police cruiser like and that comes from just fear just fear and like being stupid and being scared and having a gun well yeah and he completely i mean Either his confidence level and the fact that the guy was cuffed, he kept that in his mind because his cover skills went out the door. I mean, he laid behind his car wide open. Like, you're a sitting duck. Why didn't you get behind a car immediately? <laughs> he did a lot of somersaults. He right. already hit a somersaulting target, Charlie. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Like, um, when we were in Ireland, that's how the cops work there. They're, they don't have guns. The SWAT has guns. But they don't really ever need it. Because yeah. things are peaceful. Well, and like anti-gun people will say, well, it's because the people don't have guns either. Well, they have the rifle rule there. If you're yeah. a farmer, you know, you get a rifle. Yeah, and the, pro- the problem is that like when you look at historical stats on gun bans, uh, 
for England, for Australia, um, they look identical. What happens is you have a, if you look at the murder rate, like there's homicide rate in general. So first of all, we should accept the premise that the reason to end gun violence um, is to end like killing of people, right? Hurting too, but hurting and killing, right? And so you don't want homicides, right? Like that's the problem we're trying to solve. So if you look at the homicide rate in England, uh, before they banned guns, it was whatever. I, I don't know. I don't have it memorized now, but let's say it's one death per 100,000, one homicide per 100,000, something around that. Whereas America was six or something. I forget, maybe three and a half. Um, either way, more, you know, less than Honduras, more than England. Um, England bans guns. Homicide rate jumps up huge for a couple of years. Um, like more than triples, uh, you know, just all of a sudden only the bad guys have guns and they know that, you know, and after some time it settles back down. I think like five years settles back down back to one where it was. Yeah. So you caused a five year increase in murder just to settle back into the same rate of mur- like nothing improved. It didn't get worse, but nothing improved. Australia, same thing. I mean, same thing. It's just, it goes, shoom, shoom. And then they go, look at it. It's dropped down to this. It's like, but that's what it was. You didn't improve anything. It's just, as a nation, you kill us in Americans. We kind of like killing, I guess. I don't know. It's fun. I mean, it's not. But we like it. Not as much as Honduras or El Salvador. But uh, actually, El Salvador is doing pretty good now with, uh, what's his name? Bukele? I don't know how to pronounce it. B-U-E-K-L... Anyway, he's uh he just got reelected. I don't know if he's going to be. He's either going to be one of the greatest dictators to ever rule on this side of the globe, um, like worse than Castro, worse than uh, Venezuela with those cats. He's either going to be that, or he's going to be awesome. He's going to be known as a great agent for change who, like, single-handedly turn around one of the most violent countries in South America. You know, the the areas for concern is that he has not been great with civil rights. Um, but it's... So, when you have a country, a small country, where, like, criminals have run it, you know, with an iron fist, you know, it's just murder, rape, carnage, we do what we want, government, kiss my ass, you know? And so he... They arrest heavy. They treat them poorly in prison. Um, it's probably inhumane. Sounds like Ecuador. Yeah. Well, yeah, Ecuador's got some stuff going on right now, yeah. With the uh, that one drug uh, czar busted out. And now he's declared war on the country. Um, but like in this, he, he a lot of the bad guys, he, they would starve them. They'd do all this stuff. And uh, the higher people, they would... Um, you know, they leverage stuff where it's like, hey, you do this, I kill him. You know, it, it was very mob type mentality where it's like, we're bigger and stronger and we'll kill them. You know, it's like, we'll hold them hostage. You hold the country hostage, we hold them hostage. And you go, well, that's not good. You know, I'm sure some innocents got wrapped up in that. They're in prison now. And, um, you know, they, the, Congress changed the rules. I guess they didn't used to allow um, re-elections. Uh, just one, like just a second term. They didn't use it. But I guess they voted to allow a second term. He ran for re-election and he won handedly. Now, he won in numbers that you often see from dictators who rig elections. But he also took them. I mean, they were the world leader in, in murder rate, homicide per capita. And then like last year, they had like a murder, maybe two. And so, you know, I imagine as a citizenry, if you go from, like, the most murders out of any place in the world, you know, outside of maybe Chicago. Uh, I think Chicago's rate was higher than Honduras. Uh, but, you know, if you go from a place where, like, murder and controls everywhere to suddenly, like, gangs don't run anymore, you're probably pretty popular. He's embraced Bitcoin like crazy. And, like, Bitcoin's official tender there. Um so he'll either end up being somebody that brought in lots of tech investment <clears throat> and like freedom to that country. 
um, or he's never going to leave office. <laughs> we'll be talking about a, talking about him being a big problem uh, in about I don't know four years. Well, it's hard to say though because I mean we're fine with Netanyahu staying there forever. I mean their rules are different, but he's he's been around that place forever. You know we don't call him a dictator. So I don't know. That's um, all right. Just touch on something real quick. We won't go heavy into this thing. Hold on. Um, as you know, we have a quote unquote defense bill going around, which basically means funding. Yeah, you can throw it up. Funding um, Ukraine and Israel and all that kind of shit. Um, but I guess JD Vance and Rand Paul have said this is old Fox News, so take take it with a grain of salt. Um, <clears throat> so this this defense bill. I would send billions of dollars to Ukraine and share the delivery of funding through September 2025. Trump, however, has vowed to end the war in Ukraine within 24 hours of gaining office, which would also end funding. And so what they're saying is that this was written in a way so that if Trump runs and wins, right? So he's president now, and he goes, it's over, it's over. I'll just say he calls Pooty Poot and old whatever, John Stewart. What's that guy's name? The president of Ukraine, John Stewart. Because Zelensky. Zelensky. Yeah. yeah. So he calls Zelensky and Putin and he goes, hey, guess what? Putin gets gets to keep Donbass and uh, Crimea. Uh, you never get to get into NATO, but uh, they're going to leave now and we're going to help you rebuild and whatever. Uh, so say that happens. <clears throat> These cats are saying, ah, by doing that, you will violate American law. That was passed, actually legislation that was passed, saying that this keeps funding until 2025, and therefore, impeachment. <laughs> what a circus. <laughs> you know, they're all such assholes. <laughs> it's just, there's, I mean, nothing serious. Nothing serious. Like, we don't care about Ukraine. We will keep funding that place until it looks like Gaza. I mean... We'll keep funding Gaza. I mean, we give money to Israel. We'll give it to Gaza. We'll give it to Ukraine. So far, two out of three of those places don't look very good. And they're starting to look pretty similar to one another. So, like, our humanitarian side is questionable at best, I would say. Um, But we've always known we don't care about Ukraine. It's all about trying to weaken Russia. But I just don't know if... We are weakening Russia when we're weakening ourselves simultaneously by spending this many billions of dollars. You know? Like, we sent too much ammo, like artillery, where it's like, oh, good, we'll take a decade to make that much artillery. Our stocks are, like, impossibly low. It's great. It's like, so we don't have ammo, and we spend a lot of money, and our dollar's not worth a lot, and we don't look good on the international stage. Take that, Russia. (laughs) <laughs> all right man well, i think that's gonna wrap us i'm gonna i'm gonna go bowling nice yeah i guess i'm tired i might fall asleep bowling um all right well until next week charlie what you got um yep. i'll just activate the jewish space laser lehut ah i remember the word and everything <laughs> all right kaboom See ya.